Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adaranti, and joining me today is no one. I am by myself today because I'm a big loser with no friends. Just kidding. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to start this one off by thanking everybody who has reached out to me over the last, um, I guess, few months I've been doing this for now or so. Um, it's been super cool. I've gotten to know a bunch of cool people all over. I mean, like most people that listen are from the States, but I have people from the UK writing to me and people from Sweden writing to me. So that I think is really cool. So just thanks to everybody who is listening um, to my podcast and who likes it. Thank you. Um, the most, the city that listened to me the most this week is, drumroll please, Portland, Oregon, which I think is really, really cool because I've always wanted to go to Portland, Oregon. So if anyone here is from Portland, Oregon and listening to this, invite me, invite me over because I, I want to come. <laughs> so I, I picked a hometown haunting from, um, Portland, Oregon. I still haven't reached out to, uh, that that pub in Omaha uh, to see if they can tell me their stories. They did ask me to write back to them after Thanksgiving. And I guess Thanksgiving's past now, but I thought I'd maybe give them, give them a little bit still. Um, guys, confession time. I actually recorded this episode last night while I was drunk after a dinner party. <laughs> um, which is why I'm re-recording it tonight because I was so embarrassed when I listened to it again. And I'm so glad that I had enough sense to wait until the next day and re-listen to it before I actually posted it. Like, I'm sure you guys, it would have been funny, but like, I'm telling you, it was not entertaining in the slightest. I wasn't, I was not embarrassed by my, by what I was saying or by how I acted, but I was just, it was so stupid. You would not have enjoyed listening to it. So yeah, there's my little tidbit for you. Um, other stories that we have tonight, I've got, um, I've got a st another story from BB. So BB actually wrote in, um, last, I think on my last episode, I told her story as well. Um, hers was the one about the little ghost girl that was seen in the window, um, of that. I think it was like a haunted mansion. She's the girl who plays a famous lady at a very popular theme park. So um, I have another story from her. Um, hers is a good one. And then there's Tamara. Now, I've told two of Tamara's stories on this podcast so far, but something recently happened to Tamara that I wanted to share today. And um, it was a pretty crazy story that she wrote to me. Um, also Mike from last week's episode, the gentleman with the samurai sword, he sent me a thank you email for sharing his story. Um, and he actually wrote me, so he wrote me a thank you note or he wrote me a thank you letter. Um, and after the first paragraph, he said, the story is not over. My sister was recently contacted by my past life brother and her dreams. He is going to release more family information about both of us this December. I guess we're going to get a past life Christmas present this year. To show my thanks, here are a few pictures from my recent trip to Japan. It is a magnificent country and I highly recommend going there. Enjoy the photos. Sincerely, Mike. And then he sent me a bunch of photos from his trip in Japan 
um, which was super sweet. It looks really, really cool. There's like um, this one picture of a of samurai armor and it's in a, at a museum in Tokyo and it looks insane. Like it's, it's a really, they're really cool photos. So thank you, Mike, for sending me those photos. That was really sweet. Um, and then for, I guess another haunting story. Um, I don't know. I've got a few to choose from this week and I, I think I'm going to tell the story of maybe when my husband was visited by a ghost because it is a goodie. Okay, let's get into it. So I will start with BB's story. Um, so BB says, I've always felt this strong connection between myself and my uncle Mike since I was little. He was my dad's brother. He was also an entertainer and many of the people I currently work with had worked with him back in the day. The thing is, he unfortunately passed away before I was born. My father has always said that if he was alive, he would have spoiled me rotten. I remember always telling my parents that he was my guardian angel. When I was little, maybe about nine or ten, I remembered asking God that if my Uncle Mike was my guardian angel, if I could please see him just once. A couple weeks later, I walked into our spare room, which had a lot of his old furniture, to get some costume pieces, as we also stored costumes in the spare room closet. I looked over on the bed and I swear I see my Uncle Mike sitting on his old bed with a golden glow surrounding him. It was just for a split second, but I knew it was him. I ran downstairs to tell my dad what happened, and although he doesn't say it, I could tell he first thought that it was an overactive imagination. But then I asked him, did Uncle Mike own an orange and white striped shirt? And my dad, stunned, said, yes. I gave that shirt to him for his birthday. Mind you, I'd never seen a picture of him in that shirt. Another tidbit is that my house is haunted. It's new, but spirits will tend to roam, especially if they know that someone will sense them. We've had shadow people, which my parents, grandmother, and friends have seen. We've had our back door unlock and open by itself. And whenever something paranormal happens, my cats and dog freak out. Every once in a while, we get a disembodied voice. My dad has said he sworn that one time I had been in my room calling him, and when he went to in to check on me, I wasn't even home. My mom has heard a male voice calling her name a few times, and myself, one night, was getting ready for bed when I heard a little voice go, a little boy voice go, good night. <laughs> At first, I thought that it came from outside, maybe the neighbors. <laughs> no, it was too loud and too clear, as if the boy was standing right next to me. I just said, good night, back, and went to bed. We kind of have this agreement with the spirits who visit our house that you do your thing and we will do ours and everything will be chill. No harm, no foul, right? And I just wrote back, <laughs> I wrote back to her and I was like, Oh my God, I would have, I would have noped the fuck out of there if I had heard that. Like, there's no way I would have stayed in that room and slept. And she's like, oh, you know, you just have to remember there's no malicious intent. Like, okay, fine. There's no malicious intent, but I'd still be fucking terrified. So anyways, um, the message I got from Tamara was a really good one. So Tamara, as I said before, has written a few stories into me, but I guess some strange things have been happening to her lately. Um, she lives, I'm going to say out West, Tamara, I think you live in BC. And um, 
she has a daughter named Aubrey. And I guess some, some things have been happening to Aubrey. So she wrote in and she said, Marie, I am currently being haunted. <laughs> so many strange things have been happening. Uh, lately with Aubrey, she's been having strange dreams and hearing things and not sleeping well at night. Last night at about 3.45 in the morning, Aubrey woke up and I heard her over the monitor. Uh, it wasn't a regular cry, but it was enough to make me get up and run. Uh, I found her still asleep, but crying and scared, which was weird because she was asleep. She had been half out of her bed. Let me tell you this. It was so strange. She had looked like she had been dragged out of bed by her two arms and had her top half of the body out of the bed. Her arms were holding her up so her head wasn't on the floor and her bottom half was still under the covers. It was so strange and normally I would have taken her to the spare room to sleep with me because the bed is bigger, but it is filled with junk from our freak flooded basement, as the contractors put it. They still don't know why my basement flooded. But I ended up sleeping with her in her room and all night I had dreams of being around people I didn't know and I knew that I shouldn't be around. How weird. Anyways, I'm going to be bringing out the sage when Max gets home and doing a once-over. I've had windows open and it's winter and I would text Max, why did you leave the window open? It's freezing. And he had no idea what I was talking about. So it looks like Tamara's being haunted. Well, you can sage the fuck out of that house all you want, Tamara, but I would call a professional. <laughs> I've never used sage. I don't, I, anytime anything's ever happened, I just run and tell my dad and my dad like calls the Catholic priest and the Catholic priest just comes and blesses the house and then everything's good again. So I, I don't know. I've never used sage, but I've had, I have had people reach out to me and especially after I told everybody about what was going on in my house after I started the podcast after Jody came on that one episode and uh people everyone told me to sage the house and I didn't I had no idea how to do it so I just I just called the priest and he just came in with his holy water and he just cleansed the house and I haven't had a problem since so yeah that was Tamara's story all right let's see I guess I could tell my mom's story and then we can close this one off with the story um from Portland. So that's pretty cool. Oh, I also really quickly wanted to give just a little, little tidbit here. So, um, the top countries, it says, it says top countries are the United States, Canada, and United Kingdom for the people who are listening to me right now, followed closely by Greece, Switzerland, Poland, Mexico, and Japan. So I think that's pretty fucking cool. I've got Sweden, Australia, Cayman Islands, Bahamas, India, and Denmark on there as well for the top countries that listen to me. So thanks for listening to my podcast. I don't know, like maybe you guys like accidentally stumbled across this. You were not, probably not looking <laughs> to listen to my raspy, annoying voice, but thank you nonetheless for tuning in. <laughs> All right, let's see. So, oh no, I was going to tell you my, I was going to tell you my husband's haunting, not my mom's. So my husband, um, back in the day, my husband was a shithead and was kicked out of his house when he was 16 years old um, because he refused to go to school and refused to get a job. 
So my mother-in-law told him that he couldn't live with her anymore unless he went to school or got a job. And he decided he was going to couch surf. So he went to live with his uncle for a little bit who took him in. So his uncle took him in. Stephen was living there. They had moved into a house. Uh, the gentleman that had owned the house previously had passed away. Some of this gentleman's belongings were still in the house, including a jacket that was hanging up in the garage on a nail, like really high up. You'd have to get on a ladder to get the jacket down. So Stephen, my husband, his bedroom was in the basement of the house and uh, there was no windows in his bedroom. So it would get pitch black at night. Now, my husband loves aquariums. He loves fish. So he had an aquarium in that room that would give off just a really dim light. So you wouldn't be able to make out facial features of anyone if they were in the room, but you could definitely see if there was a person, right? It would be like a, like a black outline almost. So one night Stephen was sleeping and uh, he felt like there was someone in the room with him. And he looked up. And kind of behind his head, he saw someone standing there. And he looked again, and the fish tank light definitely showed that there was someone standing there, and it just kind of disappeared. So Stephen just pulled the covers right up over his head and <laughs> tried to fall back asleep. Um, he said he's seen it a few times, but nothing ever like hurt him, or he never was afraid of it or anything. Um, but going back to that jacket in the garage. So his uncle uh, decided he was going to take the jacket down one day and donate it or get rid of it, whatever. So he's standing up on a ladder, uh, reaching for the jacket, and nobody was in the garage with him. It was just himself. And somebody fucking kicked the ladder out from under him. Kicked the ladder out from under him. And he fell, he hurt his back, he couldn't work for a while. Like it was a serious thing. Uh, and that jacket is still hanging up on the nail in that garage because after that he knew this guy did not want him to touch the jacket. So it's still hanging up in there. <laughs> That's a good one, right? <laughs> I don't know, man, if a ghost injured me, I'd probably move, but they did not move. They're still there as far as I know, so. Anyway, all right, guys, it's time for Portland's ghost story. Now, there was a few in Oregon that were really cool. Like they had way more information than the story that I'm going to tell. But Portland, like, but it, it was other cities in Oregon and the top city was Portland. So I'm going to do Portland a solid and I'm going to tell you the ghost story that I found from Portland. And I call it the pizza ghost. It is the ghost in Old Town Pizza in Portland, Oregon. Now, um, for anyone who isn't from Portland, like myself, or who has never been there and doesn't know an, uh, what Old Town Pizza is, Old Town Pizza is obviously a restaurant which sells pizza. And it used to be a hotel. Now, it used to be a place called the Merchant Hotel. So... Um, in the merchant hotel, I guess there was a brothel that was being run out of the basement. And there was a sex worker named, I want to say her name is Nina. It is spelled Nina. But when I actually look on the old, uh, old town pizza's website, they write that it is pronounced Nina, 
like N-I-G-H-N-A. So Nina. So I'm going to call her Nina from now on. They literally phonetically spell pronounced N-I-G-H hyphen N-A. So I'm assuming her name is Nina. I'm calling her Nina for the duration of this. So Nina was a sex worker who worked in the basement of the Merchant Hotel on Davis Street in Portland. Uh, the circumstances of her death are a little uh, muddled. Not Nobody is really 100% sure on how she passed away. Um, some people say that she was killed uh, by a pimp when he found out that she no longer wanted to be a sex worker. Uh, some people say um, that she might have heard something that she wasn't supposed to hear. Some people think it might have been a jealous ex-lover. But whatever it was or whoever it was, um, her body was found dead at the bottom of the hotel's elevator shaft. So somebody had thrown her down this elevator shaft. Um, and although people think that she was murdered, the murderer was never caught or convicted. Um, I guess back then, Portland uh, was a... Uh, they, they didn't really abide by many rules back then, apparently. And um, nobody really gave a shit about poor Nina. So that's very upsetting. Uh, since the time of her death, Nina uh, has been seen wandering around the building and she's always seen in a black dress. Uh, it's obviously not a hotel anymore. Like I said, it is the home to Old Town Pizza. And people that work there and um, patrons have all, all reported things that they've seen, heard, even smelled. So a lot of people will say that they smell her perfume. Um, uh, they've heard voices. And they say that they hear voices in the basement a lot. And actually, objects have moved. Um, there is a walking tour. They do a ghost tour in downtown Portland. Uh, they're called Portland Walking Tours. And I found out that they have placed a bowl full of Scrabble pieces. And sometimes Nina will actually arrange the letters to spell out messages, which I think is really, really cool. Um, Old Town Pizza website uh, does say that she is their resident go resident ghost, uh, that you can often feel a presence behind you. You can, you can sometimes smell a faint waft of her perfume. Uh, and she's definitely always seen in a black dress, observing the diners and walking around in the basement. She's been there for more than a hundred years. So in 1880, um, the hotel was built and, um, they, Old Town Pizza is actually located in the original hotel lobby. So the window where you actually place the pizza, pizza order is the original hotel's reception decks, desk. And it is, uh, it says it is flanked by the lobby's original decorative cast iron beam posts. So that's pretty fucking cool. And underneath the floor are the Shanghai tunnels that connect Portland via underground pathways. Uh, they used to nab unsuspecting sailors and transport them to ships docked on the river. And the um, tunnels can be viewed during private tours. Uh, let me see here. So they also say that despite the fact that... Um, the Merchant Hotel was like a swanky kind of hotel. It was uh, known as offering one of the old, offering one of the oldest professions in the world, which would be sex work. Um, the legend does say that one of the young working women, Nina, was sold into the life by uh, the slavery market, 
And um, the Old Town Pizza story is actually that in an effort to clean up the neighborhood, missionaries convinced Nina to share information in exchange for freeing her from a fate that she did not choose. She cooperated by giving them the information that she wanted, but was soon afterward found dead in the hotel, uh, thrown down the elevator shaft. Yep. Uh, and they also say Nina is reported to have never left the building. Could it be Nina who carved her name in the brick of the old elevator shaft? Now the backdrop of a cozy booth in the rear of the restaurant. So there is a, I'm going to need to look up photos of that because that's fucking cool. But they have like a little slideshow that plays on their website. And um, I'm, there is one that looks like there's like a booth in the back of the restaurant. And I'm trying to see if um, her name is carved into any of the bricks there, but it's flipping by so quickly. I can't find it. I can't see it there. Anyways, it looks like a really cool place. I want to go there. Yeah. And that's it. The ghost of Nina, the pizza ghost. That's what I call her. The pizza ghost. Portland, thank you for listening to my podcast. Again, sorry if you happened over here by mistake and thought you were listening to something cool because this isn't I'm a big fucking loser um okay great so <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else good I could talk about I mean hmm I'm supposed to be having a guest join me um she's got some really good stories I remember mutual friends telling me you gotta have her on the podcast you gotta have her on the podcast but um we just can never get the timing right so I'm trying to get her on here um, so that we can hear her good stories because apparently they're just incredible. And I really, really want to have my friend who, uh, had a run in with a demon get on the podcast too, but I don't know. She might not really want to share her story. She, I, don't, I don't know if she wants to relive that. So I might just have to retell it for her, but yeah, I think, I think that's it. Uh, I think I finished. If you have a cool, creepy story, I obviously want to hear it. I want to read it on the podcast. So you can email it to me. My email is A-D-O-R-A-N-T-I-M at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on social media, which I would prefer. Um, Instagram and Twitter is at Splendora underscore. And um, you can just DM me. Just slide right into my DMs with your cool ghost stories because obviously I want to hear them. Yeah. And if you want your hometown to be featured on the podcast, then get your friends to listen to the podcast or just write in your story and I'll probably read it because I love reading them. And I think that's all I got to go over. I mean, yeah, it's been a good week. We're done here. Stay spooky.